Well, our next speaker is uh, maybe, maybe not as uh, uh, well-known. Thirty-second landmark. We started in 1988, and Bob's preached in just about all of them. Amen. So you don't need this. You're already wired up. Huh? You got mine. You're, that's a guest one. So we're guests. We're wired. Amen. What's Amen. This, what's this watch mean? <clears throat> <laughs> you got a new Bible. Got my own hanky. You got your own hanky? I'm set. I'd like to see what he's got. Any notes or is he just going to, yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can right. do here. I was uh, going to, I had asked John if uh, we could worship a bit. I know you've been soaking. I know you've been hearing. I know that understanding's increasing. I believe that uh, God has set the stage through the entrance of his word that's brought light. Can you say amen? I think sometimes we just got to let the things that we've heard already this, this afternoon be absorbed. God wants to bring increase to your understanding in the season of time and the strategies of heaven as well as understanding the strategies of hell. You are more than a conqueror, my brother and sister. We do win this battle. Can you say amen? But in the process of it, you and I have got to understand that we've been taught line upon line, most of us here, precept upon precept. Most of us here have been to many, many sessions like we already have been today. But I remember uh, one of my heroes who lives in heaven today, Apostle Dale mentioned his name. He would always say, son, if you're just gonna be a hearer and not a doer, you're gonna always walk in self-deception. I want to encourage you this week to put on your ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you throughout each and every time that we come together. And not only from pulpit to pew, but understand that in your interactions with each other, in your activities of fellowship, of eating together, of loving on each other, there's going to be an increase of the word of the Lord that's going to flow off the lips of the people that have come here this week. Lord, encourage me to encourage you that this is your season, this is your time, and you were born such as a time as this. You're not too late. You're not too early. This is a now time. But see, faith is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not yesterday. It's right now. And the faith that you have right now is to be activated by the function and the action of that which you put your hands to, the way you react, and that which you do through who you are as a man and woman of God, as a, an ambassador of Jesus Christ, as we understand that you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ, so you understand that you are more than a conqueror. And this is the time to possess the territory. Because if we don't, as the church of Jesus Christ, which Jesus said that he would build the church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. It's not this shell of a building is as amazing as, as it is to be in here out of the heat. It's you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, my brother and sister. 
And that battle that you are going to walk in, in the season that lies ahead of you, I'm here to encourage you that you can walk in victory no matter what takes place. You can walk in peace and you can walk in joy as you walk righteous before God, upright before Him, in the integrity of your heart, by the faithfulness as you serve Him and obey Him underneath what I believe is the blanket of submission. That we submit ourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that in due time He wants to exalt you. Well, I'm here to tell you today that this is your due time, Armada. This is your due time. This is the time that God has set aside for each and every one of us to be set aside, to be separated and sanctified for the divine purposes that lie ahead. That the entrance of the Word of the Lord will illuminate your understanding to the degree that you will know and you'll understand how to apply it, how to walk in it, and how to react in what lies ahead of us as a nation, as a church, and as a ministry that has the heart for the nations to be evangelized and to be discipled and to be brought into covenant with God. Can you say amen? So I just ask you to stand up. We're going to worship the Lord. I I heard this was a, I think it was a Lutheran church. Is that right? Well, I remember a a Lutheran brother that came to CWI years ago, and yeah, yeah, he was a Pentecostal under the disguise of a Lutheran. And uh, I think he prayed in tongues. You all do too, right? So I just want to set the stage for what I do, and I can't walk in Pastor Bill's anointing. I can't walk in Apostle Dale's anointing. I can only walk in that which God has graced me with, and the same is with you. Amen? We're not here to compare ourselves with one another. We're here to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And what he started in you, I'm telling you what, he's going to do a finished work in every one of our lives. Can you shout amen? So I want you to repeat after me, if you would, please. Put your hand on your belly. And stir up that gift that's inside of you. Stir that up. Stir that up. Nika mando ye na shalanda da boshakita da. Li shalomomomonia sonda di bata yebe na shikidi di liboto. Mateli bando shidi dolobon saketatina yelo salanda di deides. Nela boshalamombo de di elebeliama norebe li di otunda di elabati lozka. Now we're just going to worship him together. John's got a song on his heart. We're going to sing together. Can we do that, brother? Amen. Some of you just need to sing in tongues, all right?
know, a simple definition of the glory of the Lord is His presence. When He manifests His presence, everything changes. He manifested His glory as He turned water to wine. He manifested His glory as He raised Lazarus from the dead. And He manifests His glory through you. Through the call, through the grace, through the divine intentions of His heart that He placed inside of you. You can be seated. I want you to understand you are the vehicle that He wants to fill this earth with His glory because you're the container of the glory of the Lord. Everywhere you go, my brother and sister, everywhere, you carry His presence. If Christ be in you, He's your hope of glory. That glory needs to be manifested in the earth now. Understand that you have the ability to change atmospheres. You have the ability within you because of the anointing that you carry, the presence that you carry, because of the person of Jesus Christ who lives in the inside of you. That same Spirit that raised Him up from the dead, He dwells in you, and hell couldn't keep Him, and neither can it keep you. But let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who understood who He was. He understood His purpose. He understood His Father's business. He understood destiny. I want you to understand that you have destiny. I want you to understand here today that you were born for the will of God. Not the will of the world, not the will of others, but the will of God. The Apostle Paul put it this way, that you would stand perfect and complete in all the will of God, or better yet, he said, that you'd be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you could walk worthy of the Lord and be fully pleasing unto the good works, say good works, that you were created to do. So, in the call upon your life as individuals, as the body of Christ, as churches, or however many churches are represented here, but thank God we are the body of Christ. That we have to understand that we've got to do our part, and part of that word that came to us here this afternoon was understanding faithfulness. So I'd like you to go to the text that the Lord gave me at 12 o'clock last night. (laughs) John, you can keep playing. If that bothers anybody, that's too bad for them. I missed you, buddy. <laughs> you get tired, you just go sit down, all right? Don't you love him? Amen. I hope you guys understand what you have here. Amen. I, I, I was sent back to Egypt. I mean, back to Titusville. And... Uh, And then uh, the, the people that moved there and showed me the house that I was to rent, they just up and sold their house and left. But I got their skis. Amen. I would like you to open your Bibles. You have Bibles? Uh, you're awesome. Go with me to Second Timothy, chapter seven, or yeah, chapter one, yeah, Second Timothy one, verse seven. How many understand that God knows what He's doing? How many understand that He knows what you're doing too? So if you ain't doing what you ought to be doing, understand. 
that he knows how to turn you inside out and right side up so he can put you in the direction. So he can flip your life upside down even this week and make you understand things that you didn't understand before so that you can see things that you need to see and you can hear things that you need to hear because the spirit of seeing and knowing is increasing in this season. Can you say amen? See, God wants you to see clearly because there's a fresh anointing that He wants to place upon your life so that you're not stuck in your past, but you can walk in your purpose and destiny for the hour because everything has changed. Amen. Except Him. Can you say amen to that? Verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in, where? Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to who? Now what are these faithful men supposed to do who shall be able, say I'm able, to teach others also. I trust the Holy Spirit stirs you up through this week that you need to release that which you have caught, that which you've been taught, because the people that you'll meet, whether it be in your families, whether it be in your communities or whether it be in the doors that he's going to open for you in this next season that you can't be selfish anymore because it's harvest season and harvest is a whole lot more than the money that's coming to the body of Christ that's part of it but the most precious thing are the souls that belong in the kingdom that God is calling out of darkness into light in this season. This is one of the greatest seasons of harvest that I believe any generation has ever experienced. This is a time and a season for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ, the church to be the church, the men and women of God to understand that what they have taken in, that what they have absorbed, that what they have been taught, but also by the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of Him that has expanded you. You've got to give it away. Seed, time, and harvest. Who's going to plant the seed if you and I don't? Who's going to preach the Word if you and I don't? Who's going to minister the Gospel if you and I don't? If you're waiting for Benny Hinn to show up, or if you're waiting for the evangelist of the hour to come in, you're going to miss what God wants to do through the body of Christ in this day and this hour. See, he set in the body apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting or the completing of who? Of the saints. So that the saints would get something done. And it's called the work of the ministry. And if I remember right, Jesus said something like this, these works, the greater works shall you do if you believe. Is there any believers in this house? Look at your hands. Say this with me. These hands belong to God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Lord. I'm full of the Holy Ghost and power as Jesus did. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God's healing power is in these hands. When I speak the name of Jesus, Healing virtue, miracle power, flow in Jesus' name. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, neither of the name that is above every name.
For at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, He is Lord. So I proclaim right now that Jesus Christ, He's Lord over this state of Pennsylvania. The devil cannot have this Keystone State. This state belongs to me because I've asked Him for it. In Psalm 2 and 8, come on, repeat with me. I want you to get this. In Psalm 2 and 8, He said to ask of me and I'd give you the heathen for thy inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. So devil, you take your hands off my state. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim, I declare, I decree that Jesus Christ, He is Lord here. Amen. You find verse 2? You guys are good. I missed you. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and say, that'll be me. Say, I want you to take ownership. I do not want this to be a week just full of meetings and just full of of good times and fellowship and, you know, just the awesome. I mean, thank I love the presence of God, but if you don't take the presence of God out of this house... and touch the lives of the people that don't have what you have, we might as well just say we're just a social club. I don't want to be a social club. How about you? I want to be that what He has called us to be in this day and this hour. And we've heard it already said. I want to hear well done, my good and what? I want that to ring in your ears and I want that to be the cry of your heart. I trust that the Holy Spirit will bring the correction to you this week and every one of us that we will be fine-tuned that our ears will become sensitive our hearts will become more receptive than ever before so that we hear the assignments of this day and this hour that we're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing by the right spirit. So often we can be doing the work of God, but we're in the wrong spirit, and therefore it's just wood, hay, and stubble, and it's of no value. I want to see rewards. How about you? I want to see crowns. How about you? I want to see well done, my good and faithful one. I trust that burns in your heart through these, this series of meetings that you take that out into the, you know, what we call the highways and byways or the hedges of life. Church, you were born for this hour. The spirit of fear has tried to creep in and take over and destroy many, many, many even believers. But God did not give you and me a spirit of fear. He's given you power, He's given you love, and He's given you a sound mind. A disciplined mind. The mind of Christ that you possess. The the wisdom of God that you carry. The anointing that breaks yokes and removes burdens and sets captives free. If there's ever been a time such as this, this is your day and your hour to set captives free. To open up blind eyes. To be a minister of the gospel, no matter what your vocation is in the natural. Understand, you're the body of Christ that has a message. You have a message of hope in the midst of hopelessness. You have a message of faith in in the midst of faithlessness. You have a message of healing in the midst of sickness. You have a message of miracles when some people don't ever ever understand what a miracle truly is. Can you say amen? I'm going to that black church one day. I've heard those stories before. 
And the cool thing of it is, they're not stories. So some of you are saying, how did that happen? I've never seen, I've never, I can't really say I totally understand the anointing on this man of God. Because it's like these divine appointments show up everywhere he goes. I want you to see that's part of the apostolic call. I want you to understand that. Are you with me? When you're a sent one, he'll send you into places and he'll show you his goodness. He'll show you what he can do in the midst of you don't know what to do. He'll connect you the things that you had no clue were going to happen until you get there. So as you listen to the ministry through this week, I want you to understand when we sow into something, we become a part of something. You and I might not be apostles, but bless God, I'm hooked up to one. So therefore, I can tap into that grace that He carries, that this ministry of Armada carries, of the ministries that are represented here, and I can tap into that because it's available to me because I want to invest in it. How about you? That sounds like a good time for an offering. I, that's not what I'm here for yet. Verse 3. Thou therefore endure what? as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And I, I realize what I'm about to say, I wrestled with it because I know that it's not going to be popular in the way the body of Christ has swung into what it's become throughout our nation. But God's swinging it back. And what I'm talking about is what I refer to as a seeker-friendly movement, what I refer to as a scratch you behind your ears and get you to stay. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying. Thou therefore... Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man, say that with me, no man. Would that include me? How about you? That warreth and tangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is crowned except he strive lawfully. The husband that laboreth must be first partakers of the fruit. Verse 7, I love it. I thought, Lord, I, 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 bet, I believe God wants to increase our understanding, especially so we see through the deception that's all around us in many places. And Who do you believe? What do you believe? Consider what I say, the Lord will give thee understanding in what? Huh. Well, that's a pretty, pretty good promise to have, isn't it? Well, I want to consider what he's saying, and verse 4 says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. You know, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things will choke the word in your life you'll end up bankrupt. You'll end up faithless. You'll end up having a want to, but no ability to do. Do you got me? I want you to listen with your hearts because I believe God wants to rearrange what I've seen years ago. I, I, I looked at it as an arrow and now I look at it as a missile. I understand guns, and I think some of you folks do, and if you don't, I feel bad for you. But a shotgun is a scatter gun, and it has many BBs or many pellets in it, and it covers a wide, vast of area when you shoot it. 
But a rifle or a missile will hit a destination, but it has to be aimed right or it could miss its destination. But what I believe the Lord said, He says, Son, I said, I want you to encourage my people to cut the weight off, the concern off, the care off, the anxiety off, the fear off, as well as the sin that so easily besets them. Because I want them to be targeted in this season to divine purpose to fulfill the call that I've placed on each one of their lives. So we could be scattered and get a lot accomplished or maybe to our flesh it looked like we did a lot. Or we could please Him and hit the mark of the call, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus upon each one of our lives. Are you with me? I believe God wants to rearrange His people in this season to walk in what I believe is the divine intentions of the Father's heart upon us. Do you know it's the will of God that none would perish, but all would have eternal life? Do you know it's still in your Bible and my Bible that it's the job of the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel to the ones we want to forget about the rest of them, right? To how many? All nations. In other words, God has a people group. He has an influence that He's influenced you with to reach people that maybe nobody else can do. Brother, what's your name? Okay. It shines on him like a light. I, I heard Pastor Dale, Apostle Dale mention his name, and I've heard about him over the years, but I've really never got a chance to meet him. But I thought, what a unique grace upon his life that God would send him into a, into a place in the world that probably most of you and I don't want to go to. You might as well say yes and amen. Because see, if you don't have the grace by the call, you don't want to show up where this brother's going. In other words, you're not going to have what it takes to minister to the people group that God has favored him for. And I, I want to make that point today, and I'm probably all the time. Am I out of time? It's four o'clock. There was a long-winded preacher right ahead of me. Oh, what time do you want me to be done? What time? I want to honor these. Oh, dear. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I ain't seen nothing yet. I won't do that to you. I, I, these kids are getting nervous. I want you to look at this with me. I'll try to make my point to the best that I can. No man that warreth himself, or no no man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him. If a man also strive for mastery, yet he is crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husband that laboreth must be first partakers of the fruit. Consider what I say: the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Now I'm going to read this out of the Moffat version. Now my son, be strong in grace of Jesus Christ. I want you to say this with me. His grace is sufficient for me to run my race. You can't run my race for me. But I got grace to get her done. Amen. And transmit the instructions I give you in, in presence of many witnesses to trustworthy men that they may be competent to teach others. Join the ranks of those who bear suffering like a loyal soldier of Jesus Christ. 
no soldier gets entangled in civil pursuits. His aim is to satisfy his commander. Is that your aim? I said, is that your aim? Again, a competitor in the games is not crowned unless he observes the rules. The farmer who has done the work must be the first share of the fruit. Think what I mean. The Lord will help you to understand perfectly. Never forget, verse 8, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David. That is my gospel. That's Paul speaking to his son Timothy in the faith. For which I have suffered imprisonment as if I were a criminal, but there is no prison for the Word of God. All I endure is for the sake of the elect to let them obtain their share of the salvation of Jesus Christ, also the glory of God. It is a sure word that if we have died with him, we shall live with him. If we endure, then we shall reign with him. Say endure. It will take faithfulness to endure. If we endure, we shall reign with him. If we disown him, then he shall disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot be untrue to himself. Philippians 4.13, I know none of you have ever heard this scripture before, but I wanted to share it with you. Say, His grace is what I'm strong in. I have that grace to run my race, to hit the mark of the call upon my life in the name of Jesus. It's not by your power nor your might, but it'll be by His Spirit. And understand the Holy Spirit is not lacking the grace that you need to run your race, to hit that mark, and to accomplish the call upon your life. It's not going to be in your own ability, because if it was, you'd take the glory for it. I'll give you a short, quick testimony before we go to Philippians, because I just want to be longer. I was taught by the best. I'm sitting over there thinking, man, I miss your teaching. Amen. You're not listening to me. I love you. I was thinking, my wife, we, we had a, we were pastoring over for uh, Bruce Latibu for a season, and as they were going through a, time of rest and relaxation and refreshing to get back into what they were called for. We stepped into that and this little girl from a city that was probably 35, 40 miles away from where we were pastoring showed up and uh, she had had a baby that was deformed that had multiple, multiple problems. And uh, my wife fell in love with this little girl. Her name was Rory. And Rory lived to be about four and a half years old. And uh, her mama was just a young, young girl and with no husband. And uh, my wife kind of, she adopts these people that are struggling through life. <laughs> well, this little girl was originally from out west and she had moved back, and uh, that's when her daughter passed away. It wasn't when she was at the church we were pastoring. And by then, I was in Titusville, I believe. 
But in the process of that, the, the mom of Rory calls and asks if we'd do the funeral. And I'm thinking, me? I'm the preacher. No, I want Sharon to do half the funeral. Oh, okay. That's humbling right there, amen. Not really, I'm just bragging on you. So uh, we thought, okay, we'll, we'll go out there and do that. It was a large family, a large area. And uh, I'm driving, my wife's preparing to, she's never done a funeral to my understanding at that time. And uh, so I'm ready, okay, to do whatever she don't want to do, and uh, especially to preach the gospel, because I knew it was going to be full of people that needed Jesus, from my understanding. And uh, we get there, and this little girl is in this funeral home, has a very big probably as big as this room here. And just to look at her, she's just so beautiful. And I mean, it just really touched your heart. And uh, the mom's crying, and the grandma's crying, and the sister's crying. And, and it's just a sad time. And we sat there that first night, and we went through that. And, and my, I'm watching my wife, and she's going through these actions of anxiety and stress and how am I ever going to do this? Because she couldn't control her emotions because she so loved Rory and loved the mom and it invested so much into them. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to control mine so we don't have two basket cases on our hands. Are you with me? And so we get back to the hotel that night and we're getting ready, the funeral's the next day, and we get there and, and uh, I'm thinking, she's got to do this because Mama is waiting on Sharon to give this message. So I get up and start it and I look over at my wife and she is a mess. I mean an absolute basket case. The mother is crying. The baby's looking at us that isn't there anymore. She moved to heaven. But her body is there and she was just gorgeous. And my wife is sitting there and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? So I, I prayed to open up the service and and I started thanking God for His grace. Say grace. grace. His strength in your weakness, that's one definition of it. Divine favor. His ability and your inabilities. That which empowers you, which Paul said to Timothy, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Where's the grace at? In Christ Jesus, in my relationship with Him, I can draw upon what He has that I don't have at that given moment of time because it's available to me because that grace is what makes me sufficient to run my race. How about you? So I'm, I'm prepared to go about because I'm not certain. Well, she walks up, she gets up, and she tears coming down. I mean, it's, it's sad looking and uh, she stood there, and, and then the, the mother starts crying more, and it just, you know, so she, my wife's a basket case, and I look at her, and she goes, thank you, Lord, for your grace. The transformation of that woman of God before my very eyes, I watched her flow from the mess that she was in the natural to the supernatural in whom God created her to walk in, in her gifting, in her call. And I watched and listened to most, probably one of the most powerful messages at a funeral I ever heard in my life. And it was the grace of God upon her life that she drew upon because she 
believed it was available and she received it and she was transformed into another person because of that grace. See, that's the same thing that's on your life, but the devil wants to feed you with fear and intimidate you and hold you back so that you won't step out into your divine purpose and you won't move by the Spirit into the things that he wants you to do. I'm here to tell you, my brother and sister, I want you to tap into that grace throughout this week. I want you to experience that grace because you can be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Now, do you find Philippians 4? I'll close there. Philippians 4, verse 13. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. See, I watch God infuse inner strength into my wife to do something that emotionally she, she didn't want. You know, she just didn't know she could. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. The only sufficiency that you and I have are in Christ. It's not in yourself, it's in Him. That's why if we abide in Him and He abides in us, or His Word abides in us, we'll ask what we will and it shall be done for us. To live underneath the shadow of the Almighty, to say of the Lord. Understand, my brother and sister, that grace is available to you to listen to the Spirit of God, to take the assignments of the day and the hour, to walk in faith and not fear, and to accomplish that what He's ordained you to do. Another version says, For I can do everything God asks me to do with the help of Christ who gives me strength and power. I'll close with this. If we have the Word on it. In other words, if God has spoken to you, if you have the Word on whatever the task is, the assignment is, the call is, the purpose is, the mission is, the first thing is, do you have the Word on it? Because faith always comes by the word of the Lord. Are you with me? If you have the word on it, we can walk in grace to accomplish it by faith in His strength. Say that with me. If I have the word of God on my assignment, I can walk in grace to accomplish the task the mission, the assignment that He has given me by faith in His strength. His grace is sufficient for me to run my race. Now just lift your hands. Just lift your hands. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. I'm asking You for the grace, multiple grace, for this season. To walk in the fullness of my call. I will look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I will lay the weight down. I will get rid of the sin that has beset me in the past. I am righteous in Christ. I'm holy in Christ. I'm sanctified in Christ. And I am complete to accomplish that which He has called me to do. For I am complete in Jesus Christ. The day and the hour has come, saith the Spirit of grace. The day and the hour has arrived. That day that many have waited for, that day that many have even threatened 
and they've walked and they've paced and they wondered when is it going to come, when is it coming to come. It's here now, saith the Spirit of grace. It's here now for each and every one to just take their place. To take their place and understand that grace is sufficient for them. To walk in the place, into the anointing, into the purposes, into the destiny in which they were created for. For they were born for such a time as this. They're not a mistake. It isn't too late for many who say, oh, I've missed it. No, you haven't. You just weren't in the right place. But this morning or this afternoon, you are in the right place. You're hearing what God wants you to hear. And the Holy Spirit is stirring within you that which needs stirred because there will be a shaking a moving and the complacency of the past will no longer hold you in the place of stillness for this is a time to move by his spirit to walk in his love and to accomplish that what he has predestinated you for saith the spirit of grace